The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the first Sunday in the Lenten season. We're looking at Romans chapter 5, verses 12 to 19, where the Apostle Paul writes, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass. For if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation. But the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. My dear fellow worshipers of the Christ who lived and died for us, Adam and Eve's sin back in the Garden of Eden, eating that fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that meant that all their descendants, including you and me, that we're sinful. And that because of that one sin, there wouldn't have to be any more sin at all in the world. Because of that one sin, we deserve punishment, eternal punishment, because of that one sin. See, these are the great consequences from the first Adam. All sinners, all deserve eternal punishment. Adam's sin, it affects us all. However, what we do have to recognize is, even though that sin does condemn us, we all have sinned on our own too. And because of that, apart from Adam and Eve's sin, we, we still would deserve God's wrath and punishment. But the problem that was caused by the first Adam, and also by us, the wonderful thing that this reading tells us about is that that problem is more than taken care of by Christ, the second Adam, when he suffered and died to pay for our sins. There are, these are the great consequences 
from the first Adam, but thank God there are even greater blessings from the second Adam. Paul says, For if by the trespass of the one man death reigned through the one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. One man, well, Jesus Christ, the God-man, he repaired the damage that was caused by the sin of Adam and, well, by our own sins and by the sins of absolutely everyone. In this comparison here between the first and second Adam, Paul reveals what Christ did has amazingly, overwhelmingly more significance than what Adam did. The reign of death, that was the result of the verdict of the condemnation of that one sin by Adam and Eve, and that Condemnation was exactly what that one sin deserved, no more, no less. But then the gift of Christ's righteousness, however, it's given in, in unrestricted amount, abundance. When Christ, Christ's perfect life, with Christ's perfect life and his perfect death, he obtained more than enough righteousness or sinlessness to remedy the problem that was caused by Adam and Eve and the sinlessness of the entire world. Just think what that means. The even greater blessings that there are from the second Adam. Well, Paul says, consequently, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men, so also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. Both acts, Adam's and Christ's, resulted in a status change for all mankind before God. Here we have one of the chief passages that teaches universal justification or objective justification, that through Christ's work, all people are declared forgiven or not guilty of their sins. Through Christ, all people, absolutely everyone, could spend an eternity in heaven. Well, Jesus said, whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. Anyone who ends up in hell, it's not because Christ didn't do his work for them, it's because they've rejected, they've said no thanks to what Christ did for absolutely everyone. It's not that Christ didn't do enough. He did more than enough to pay for the sins of everyone millions of times over, if we want to picture it that way more than sufficient, so abundant is his grace and love and his righteousness, his perfection that he has to give to us. And, and we're so blessed because the Holy Spirit has come to us working through the word, working through baptism to call us to faith, to make us 
believing children of God to know what Christ has done for us. However, let's also remember that it's so easy for us to become apathetic or to take for granted what Christ has done for us. You know, it's, it's easy. We're tempted to say, yes, I know what Christ has done for me and it's a big deal or so what? especially if we've been in the faith for a long time. It's, it's easy to take things like that for granted. It's easy to take that for granted. Yeah. Or it's easy for us to fail to see how much we needed Christ's death and resurrection. God, what he wants us to do is have our faith showing, not he wants our faith to show so that we show how much we appreciate our Savior's work and how excited we are because we have God's grace and love, because we have the cure to the worst disease the world has ever seen. And that's not cancer, it's not COVID, it's not AIDS or anything like that. It's sin. And we have the cure in our Savior, Jesus. Well, Paul said, Christ's love compels us that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So for whom are we living? Well, Paul says, for just as through the disobedience of the one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of the one man the many will be made righteous. God is the agent who declares all people guilty because of the sin of Adam. But he's also the one who declares all people not guilty because of Christ. And now we don't do it and we don't do anything to change our status. That's God's work. You know, I often will talk to people and and they'll maybe say something like, but I don't feel saved. Or I don't feel worthy before God. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that in our faith life, there will be those times when, when we question our status before God. But whenever we have such feelings like that, the real problem is that we're probably looking in the wrong direction. If we look at our own actions, our words, our thoughts, our feelings, well, of course then we're not worthy because all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. In faith, let's forget about looking to ourselves and our deeds for salvation because that doesn't work. But instead, let's look to Christ. Paul says, the result of one act of righteousness. And that one act of righteousness that he's talking about, it's, well, it's Jesus' entire work for us. It's his life, his death, his resurrection, everything that he's done for us. The result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. So the question is not, do you feel saved? But did Christ live and die for you. 
And through faith in Christ, we can emphatically answer, yes, he did. Oh, often we can be guilty of pointing to the problems caused by Adam and Eve. Oh, if they hadn't done that, think of where we'd be today. Well, their sin did bring sin and death to all. And the effects of the fall into sin, they're tremendous and, and terrible. Those are the great consequences that come from the first Adam, from their first sin. But thank God that there are even greater blessings from the second Adam, from Christ even greater blessings, the result of Christ's life and death and resurrection, the results of that are even greater than the effects of Adam and Eve's first sin. Not only did Jesus, the second Adam, take care of the punishment that we deserved, well, that we deserve, that all people deserve because of their sins. He also opens the door for heaven to us and for all. Let's thank God that he has graciously sent his Holy Spirit to us to call us to faith in Christ, the second Adam, the greater Adam, the one who has even greater blessings for us. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, we know Adam's sin would condemn us all, but we also have our own sins that also condemn us. Thank you for giving us Jesus, the second Adam. Through faith, we have even greater blessings from that second Adam, from Jesus, who paid for all our sins and all the sins of the world so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, the second Adam. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.